Welcome back, one and all, yet again to Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, you know, your average Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast co-host, but now I'm your bad average Anime podcast co-host. The Google search results will never uh, figure that one we'll out. will never be the same, and I'm joined <sighs> as always. By Dan Ryan, mm. uh, currently in the running to be the new fourth Try Guy. Oh uh, boy. But, but uh, you know... I can only do so if you, with your upvotes, so mm-hmm. get on it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, our intros may seem a little late. That's because we're two weeks behind the news we cycle. Are. But, but you know, oh. we're not going to... We we don't resist hitting below the belt. We'll no. go back and retread these things okay. again. No, just 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 to reiterate, to reiterate, um, we took two uh, yeah. separate unrelated Trips vacations to D.C. To DC <laughs> uh, that, that forced us to push the podcast back by two weeks. We did warn everybody, yeah. yep. um, but we, we do hope that no one worried. We did not suffer... <laughs> Any of the numerous uh, company collapses yeah. that have happened in the past not two weeks? Not yet, Dan. Not uh, yet. Yeah, not yet. Uh, you know, we we have uh, no 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 infighting, no drama. Nope. We just uh, yeah, happened to take two, <laughs> two vacations. <laughs> Dan didn't slight me, and I didn't need two weeks and they, off. And they were real vacations, not vacations yeah, in quotes. Uh, they, no, you know, we, uh, we did things. I saw guys and dolls at the Kennedy Center, and I, I guess you went to go see your brother. I saw my broster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, very very nice. Yep. Um, but of course. Uh, in the two weeks that we took off, uh, all the anime dropped. Empires rose and fell. Yeah. Uh, we movies were announced. Angeloid Webbers on his old shit again, and again. We lost. We loved. <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, uh, be it news that we failed to, you know, obviously that we missed in the mm-hmm. two weeks, but also yeah. probably things that we didn't even address before that. So. Yes, I, I don't. I don't remember the specifics. I was kind of just going off the fly in the moment, mm-hmm. writing down things that we should talk about. I have a few loose subjects, but I'm sure you have a lot to add to that pile as well. Mm-hmm. So do we feel free in going first? Shall we discuss anime? Since this is yes. an anime was not a mistake oh. podcast. Um, so. The only thing that I saw, I know the two big ones have come out with two episodes apiece, I think, or one episode apiece. Uh, I saw Chainsaw Man. Yes. And this was my intro to the series. I'm not familiar of Ponchita <laughs> and the Chainsaw Guy, as he's known, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm i not a fan of, like, the 3D, though, but that's always been kind of a um, a sore topic for me at points. But you it have, looks fine. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not offensive. I can watch it. But, you know, I, I care more about a 2D animation than a 3D. But it's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I also watched it. I, um, you know, it was, it was quality. I, the, the opening is, is very, it's all these movie references and stuff. Um, and it's like a surprisingly little, like, gut-punchy first episode mm-hmm. that, uh, because of what happens to Ponchita. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's, it's something special, and it, it kind of took the world by storm. Yeah. Everyone, it, it was, it was, the, the, you know, the top trend everywhere, and everyone was, you know, mm. it's one of those things that seems to be grabbing even a lot of non-anime fans into the fold to, to go and watch it. Yes. Uh, so I'm interested to see how, because it's had a meteoric start, mm-hmm. and in the past few examples we've had of that, like Demon Slayer and everything else, like, yeah. you know, should bode well. Well, I heard a lot about this manga, so I think the anime is going to take off no yes. problem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, have you read it? Are you familiar with anything? I, I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like well versed in that universe. I have been very bad with reading any manga that's not One, one Piece. piece. <laughs> well, why? It eats up all your time, Dan. <laughs> uh, but there, uh, well, we got we got One Piece to talk about. I... But the uh, 
one manga that I would like to to read is um I think Kaiju number six. Yeah. And then there was another one that was like about like a team of knockoff Super Sentai Power Rangers, like they were like the shit equivalent to them. Mm-hmm. Um, those two, I would like to try to read at some point. Mm. Um, but uh, I need to I need to find something to actually sit down and and Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, I did for what it's worth. It's only that's only monthly at this mm-hmm. point. But uh, I mean that you can keep up with that, no problem. <laughs> and <laughs> oh no, and. Hunter Hunter's coming back. Oh yeah, I heard. With a new volume's worth of content, wow. presumably more to follow, but it is coming back. Well. <laughs> like, because again, from the time frame that we started this podcast, that was like a never ever. But mm-hmm. now, the world is changing. We're man. getting. We're you know. I think I've heard they invented steamships recently. <laughs> they did. Uh, it's it's the you know, it'll be the you know turn of the century. But. Yep. Um, it's just it's just unreal because it it feels like because I'm 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 a much more recent Hunter Hunter fan. I mean I watched that I think early when we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some people like that final cliffhanger of like what is Kurapika up to? What is what is going on? Like mm-hmm. the there's you've even if you don't know what the series is, you've probably seen like the thing of like a guy sitting in front of like a lot of like eyeballs and jars. Mm-hmm. And it's like Kurapika was in despair, like that. Like that was where we ended that yeah. note for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the manga kept going. Mm. Uh, it, uh, you know, I'm getting confused. That 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 has nothing to do with the manga. Oh. The manga, the manga, the no, the current manga arc is uh, is on like this ship that is going over to what is called the Dark Continent, mm-hmm. which is the massive landmass surrounding um, the uh, you know kind of flat world that Hunter Hunter is set in mm-hmm. and uh, on this boat ride over there is a lot of uh, intrigue going on mm. um, and that intrigue has been left at a cliffhanger for uh sorry I got so excited there That's I fine. completely yeah, no. confused no, the two I don't, I don't even um, know what you're talking about I just smile and nod whenever that, you go but, on this but, tangent but this, but this intrigue is mm-hmm. finally uh, yep. you know coming along yep uh, I don't know if you checked it out. I haven't yet. It's on my to-do list. That new Bleach episode came out. I did. And how was it, Dan? Uh, <laughs> oh, ooh. very... No, no, oh, okay. good, good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, the only the only asterisk I have to give is that I have not been a huge Bleach fan. Oh, I've liked Bleach. Yeah. Um, but I know all the people. I generally know the plot beats that have happened through trope research mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I watched that first episode, and it, it, was, it was cool to see. It was kind of like, you know, it's one of those things that hasn't been on the radar in yeah. a while. And, and it's like everyone's back. And apparently it surpassed Full Metal Alchemist as the top-rated anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Due to one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, uh... I thought it was a really good episode, and, mm. like, the, the end credit sequence is, like, a, a tribute to all of the previous story arcs and stuff. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I liked it. Well, I'll have to check that out. Certainly do. Um, what else do I have that's anime-adjacent? Uh... Oh, this was big news for me in the Kingdom Hearts universe. The Kingdom Hearts original test pilot for the TV show leaked, and it was full of gooberness, Dan. If we were in a universe where this show could have happened, I would have not, never shut up about Kingdom Hearts in my life. It, they released, like, an 11-minute animatic, mm-hmm. like, pilot teaser for the first episode, and it was generally, like, I was like, oh, this is, like, corny, cute humor, 
in the Kingdom Hearts universe mm-hmm. with these Disney characters, and I kind of wish it were uh, to be at some point, like you know, come to fruition. I don't see why they they don't. Mm, I mean, they scrubbed it from the internet real fast after everyone was hyping it up, though. So I don't know if that means anything. Well, unless it would be like nightmarishly difficult to get Square. To... It's the rights, yeah. It's the Disney and Square rights for it. It would presumably be just Disney and not Square. Yeah. Except for the Sora character and, you know, the original characters, but no Final Fantasy peeps. Because if Disney Plus felt like filling that niche, they mm-hmm. could, in theory, yeah. but I guess it would be, it would, the difficulty would be down to that stuff, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just thought it was interesting. Maybe check it out. It's There's some weird faces made by Riku in that, that, you know, his eyes go a little bit cross-eyed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's charming and endearing and wonderful. Yeah, I saw, like, the animatic of Jafar doing something. <laughs> yeah, getting flung that. outside a door yeah. by Maleficent. <laughs> another meme. Another yeah. classic meme. Yes. Um, anime adjacent, we did get a certain trailer <laughs> for a certain mustachioed plumber. Oh my god, that's yeah. right, we did. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I thought re- it looked good. Yeah, <laughs> just not Chris Pratt. <laughs> but we knew that would come. Yeah, I thought it looked beautiful. Yeah, um, they could have given a Mario an ass though. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that's that's one one of the controversies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I watched it. And I'm like, okay, the animation's gorgeous. They got uh-huh. the penguins from 64 Jack in there. Black is killing it as Bowser. Um, <laughs> a role he was born to play. And and I, I don't even... I don't even necessarily... Okay, because again, because mm-hmm. I, I had to preface this to, to, to people when, when I've brought it up in conversation. It's not like I like the fact that Chris Pratt is there. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is he's going to come out of the pipe, and it's going to be just Chris Pratt's voice saying, like, it's a me, Mario. Like, yeah. that's, that, that, was, that was Doomsday scenario. Mm-hmm. What we got seemingly, was that it's just him doing a terrible New York accent, which I'm like, okay. Yeah, but it's boring. The wavelength of stupid to tolerable Mm -hmm. is like that perfect little Mm. in-between space. I don't like it. Where it's like, this isn't good. But it's not world-ending. It's not Mm world-ending because it's just bad enough to somewhat be funny. Mm -hmm. So if it's just Chris Pratt doing like a terrible impersonation of like the live action mario mm-hmm. then w- whatever it's yeah. not good but it'll add flavor to it mm-hmm. so if he's like we're going to the fucking mushroom yeah. thing like if that's what he's doing like i'm like you're fine with that okay mm-hmm. monkey's paw curled whatever fuck it mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited <laughs> for the rest of the cast and it does look like a fun time yeah. and you know dad and i will be there week one in the theater of course <laughs> Of course. Um, yeah. Anything you wish to add? I've got a few more video game related things. But um, do you... Uh, I suppose I should talk about the, the three shows that I've watched. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, the... Uh, <laughs> game of Thrones. Because I, I assume <laughs> when we transition into, into video games, we eh. get into the Pokemon trailers. Do we have a format on this? <laughs> no. So do you want me to do Pokemon first? Or? Whatever you feel comfortable with, dear. Um... Well, we got we got two big Pokemon trailers mm-hmm. or two big Pokemon reveals. Uh, first, a few weeks ago or t- two weeks ago, we had uh, the the trailer that revealed uh, Farigarath, mm-hmm. the uh, evolution of Girafarig, uh, who, who was I think teased or accidentally leaked mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, um, and I think that that 
emphasized a lot more mechanics of how everything works, mm-hmm. like player customization and um, like the photo mode, yeah. the picnic function. You can make sandwiches. Yeah, the crystallized Pokemon. They're like, here's Jigglypuff doing a special crystallization thing. Yeah. What else can Jigglypuff do, Dan? You think? <laughs> I, I it probably, you know, it can do some damage. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we got that. Um, and then we got uh, an ecological society trailer mm-hmm. uh, that uh, introduced Wiglet. Yeah, the convergent evolution mm-hmm. of uh, of Diglett. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was interesting. This is something I I <laughs> do wish it probably would have been because I had a whole rant when it when it happened. <laughs> if 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 we were going to record a podcast, but it was lost episode. to time. <laughs> um, but a lot of people didn't. I I don't mean kids. I mean people our age and older were very confused about Wiglet. Yeah. They they were like, so it's just Diglet, and it's like, well, no. okay, see, there's a thing called convergent evolution where like two animals <laughs> develop traits that end up looking the same mm-hmm. despite being separate, you know, genetic species. Yeah. Like they just like Darwin and the finches. Yeah, yeah it, it's Some like some finches need big beaks. So it's original to like no, no, it's it's a it's an animal that happens to look like Diglet. And it seemed like most regular, like, like kid fans like, were just like, oh, cool, let's look, look at it, it's a stupid <laughs> worm. And then everyone else was like, I don't understand, why isn't it just regional Diglett? <laughs> There's so many questions. And, and it's like... How deep does Wiglet go, Dan? Uh, yeah, it, well, pretty deep. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a garden eel, so yeah. it's... Um, but yeah, he's, it's a convergent evolution, so it's like a, a similar-looking creature with, you know, a different type. I think... Uh, in a in a cute sense, its Japanese name is literally Sea Digda, uh-huh. so like sea lion or whatever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, but that's I, I I'm looking forward to see what else we get on mm-hmm. that front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, this very week, yeah. internet breaking moment, we got Ayano, yes, and who her, I loved. Uh, and no, 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 you're not explaining it all. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> we no. got hyped up three days. Yeah, where she's like hosting this stream. You want to know who my partner Pokemon is, right? Yeah. Well, tune in tomorrow. I'll tune in the next day again, hyping it up. And then what do we get, Dan? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Bella Bolt. And uh, yeah, this is the first one that's kind of like ooh to me. This this gen, I uh, I like him, but he's an abomination. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that um. I think that there's a there's a Twitter account I follow called like Pokemon Sutami or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she does she does like a lot of translation and artwork stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said that Belly Bolt embodies like the new trend of like ugly cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so can see that. Uh, I like because I, I tried to justify it as like oh Zoomers like squishy thing. <laughs> so it's Ooh. like oh they'll they'll like. You know, if she's a modern day streamer, she's got like a big stupid cute squishy thing Plush, and yeah. then that's like what you know her signature no, is no now that you said the ugly cute trend i can see that all right that fits in better it, like i i i think that's what they were yeah. going for yeah i i like to think of it as like she's a twitch streamer and then that's her discord mod but Ooh, <laughs> so, there we go you're building their world for them then but but a lot of people like her design she, yeah i like her as as a streamer would do, she she baited people into watching her stream three yeah. days in a row to get the views up, and she uh, like you know she she got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, all the gym leader designs have been quality so far. Yeah, Grusha, Brassius, and and yeah. Iono, they're loved them all. They're standing out mm-hmm. a lot more than they have in recent years. And then that so. people were thinking that they wouldn't. Yeah, when they were initially revealed, but 
surprising. Yeah, well, well, leaked, yeah. but yeah. I guess, but uh, but because the rest are confirmed through this, um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm liking how everything looks so far. I'm mm-hmm. liking the presentation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two more video games, and then we can go on to the shows you watched, I mm-hmm. guess. And then I can explain the Android Weber thing and whatever else comes across our mind. After you go, I have two more video games. Oh, okay. But, yeah. No problem. So, um, Splatoon, been eating up my time. A lot of it. It's very good. The Wumi Boys have reassembled. We're back on our mojo. High some days, low others. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I did tease you that Splatoon 3 Story Mode had an, a, a world-changing Easter egg in it, a reference to Super Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. in which this and that are in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess this is a spoiler warning if you haven't beaten the Splatoon 3 single-player, mm-hmm. uh, or if you even don't want to know. Dan, do you want to know what it is? Or Yeah. Okay. Gonna, yeah. So, you're fighting um, the Anarchy Squid Kids Octolings, the, the, the trio of Fry... Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiver and Big Man mm-hmm. throughout the, the major campaign until they're revealed to be friends. Anyway, Big Man's boss battle. He comes out, he's Big Man. He's dancing around, he's going, la la la, how will I do this? And each one of the previous ones have had like a, a technique that was passed down through ancient times. He goes, let me show you something. Something I learned on the Isle Del Vino. <laughs> and then he proceeds to do that one level from Sierra Beach with the manta ray. That's oh. that's the boss battle. <laughs> he does like the Phantom Manta Ray, and it's the same ink color as the Super Mario Sunshine level, like the electric green yellow ink, which was really cool. I enjoyed that so much. When that happened, I went, <gasps> "Yeah, that's yeah. no, that's cool." It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, they let him do it. It's canon. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, Splatoon was originally going to be, I think, rabbits, and then they had an idea where they're was going to be a Sunshine crossover. At least the fans really wanted that because there was a lot of crossover art between them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be potential DLC, but it was a nice gesture from the developers to us, the Splat fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of paint involved in both. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. No, I'm very, very pleased with that. And uh, I beat the single player. It was very effective. It was fun. Uh, It had a few twists and turns. I think they're going to make a fourth one, maybe. They Mm -hmm. always leave it open, but this would be a... This would be an okay cl- place to end the trilogy and try something even newer, even though they've been doing that. Is, like, there, is there potential for, like, branching options again? Not or? as much as the last ones. Okay. I think they're going to stick at three max for now. If three doesn't work out, they'll go back to two. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still interesting, because I, uh, I was thinking Splatoon was something it wasn't, uh, but they surprised me. Yeah. And then our next Splatfest is coming around. I probably won't be there because I have a wedding that Saturday. Maybe before you come over, I can play some on Sunday. But mm-hmm. it is a topic after your own heart, Dan. It's a Pokemon crossover. Mm. Do you choose the grass-type starter, the fire-type starter, or the water-type starter? Now, this could be two ways. They're emphasizing the... Um, Scarlet and Violet starters. Yes. Of Sprigatito, Quaxley, and uh, Fuecoco. Mm-hmm. But the artwork does feature all the other um, past starters in it. So I am of the camp that it means, in general, which is the starter you choose. Yes. Uh, this is a very divisive question for our <laughs> Wumi Boys chat. I am avidly Team Grass. I believe mm-hmm. John is avidly Team Water, and Matt is avidly Team Fire. Mm-hmm. Grant just says, I, I like I, I like what I like. I don't know how to generalize anything. <laughs> well, as always, Grant is the wisest, I no, would say. No, yeah. No. Um, he chose no side yet, but we'll see. He'll have yeah. to choose something. <laughs> I feel like, uh, no, he wasn't the one that liked Puyo Pop. 
<laughs> I, th- I thought of I thought Foy Coco would win him over, but it, yeah, they're all pretty cute. Um, but uh, and then there's more derision. Is like John's like, no, it just means this starter. And I say, John, but why feature the rest of the Pokemon in the artwork if it's just this starter? Yeah, I feel like it's just supposed to be fire, water, and yeah, grass. So that's I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know who I would be going with, but well, who? I don't know. Well, fire, fire in fire in general. Okay, uh, for Scarlet and Violet, my my. Loyalties are still torn between Fue Coco and Duck, and uh, Duck. But but if if leaks prove true, and uh, Fue, uh, Fue Coco turns into a flat fuck alligator <laughs> with a rooster, there's no way you can resist. There's n- yeah. there's no possible way I'm turning that down. <laughs> <laughs> a dream come miss, true. Yeah, you can't miss that ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, so leaning towards Foy Coco, but would you uh, go to the steakhouse and not order steak? <laughs> but that's the, but, but that's the thing though, because there's like so many other, like I really like our 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 Mega Man parallels. Mm. I'm going to be using that one on my team, so mm-hmm. I'll probably be having like two or three fire types mm. on my team alone, uh, which I don't, I don't really care about anymore. Yeah. Young me cared, but I, yeah. <laughs> old you um, is a different man. Uh, and besides, we could tear a lash to Larry's amid anything. God. So, give him a stupid hat. Uh, but, and yeah. then competitions are going to be horrible again. Yeah. <laughs> the tournaments are going to be... There's too many variables, Dan. Yeah, and that, yeah. But that could make it interesting again, because mm. there wasn't... Those variables didn't exist with <laughs> Because Dynamax. your stupid duck has a hat. Your That's stupid why. duck has a hat. That's why. <laughs> I am interested to see how how, like... Because I know that it's it's just going to be like, because it's just like a, a 3D asset that's put on top of the model. So I'm interested to see how, <laughs> like, what if someone already has a big hat, like Slowking, if, is, is like his hat gets a second hat. Ju- I think it's just going to be overlaid on top <laughs> it's of gonna that, be Yeah, you're really... Yeah. It's going to clip through. You're real, yeah, you're real... Oh, it, you don't think it's going to clip through? No, it's definitely going to clip <laughs> yeah. through. Um, but, I, but I am interested to see how everything... Panza, because I am firmly going with with Scarlet. Um, mm-hmm. But the the way that leaks and leakers are discussing things, you and I might have to do some trading for some of these paradox ones because we're fine. getting yeah. like past and future versions. Yeah, we're getting a, an even mix of mm-hmm. uh, of faves yep. and old faves are getting new forms. Yep. So, but I'm I'm excited. So yeah. Yep. Anyway, Splatfest. Splatfest. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, you may go. I only have one kind of biggish. It's stupid news story at the end. You know what it is. Um, uh, I've been playing Tunic. Ooh, uh, little fox. F- fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think I probably started this before we recorded our last episode, but mm. I, I don't think I remembered to talk about it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Tunic is a little isometric adventure game. Uh, you play as a little fox, and you are you wake up. Kind of Link's Awakening style on this beach in this ruined, deserted kingdom that is infested with monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of whom are malicious, seemingly yet, maybe, mm-hmm. but they they it's infested with monsters. Um, and you, as this little fox, very much taking cues from Link in you know the sword you get, the shield, mm-hmm. your magic items, other things like that. You you wander around um, with one of the main uh, conceits being that everything in game is written in the fox's yeah. runic language. Very cool. Uh, and also playing into that is uh, 
inspired by old Nintendo games, there is an in-game, very dense manual mm-hmm. that has adorable artwork explaining all the mechanics, and the text is, of course, written in that runic mm-hmm. language. Um, so, you can... Uh, y- you find pages of it that can tell you about certain mechanics or imply certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started the game, you got adventure around, you start off, like, Wind Waker style with a little stick, mm-hmm. and you're wandering around, and you find some some manual pages, and eventually you might find one that has, like, a, like a picture of a sword mm-hmm. with, like, a, a, a text bubble that's the same color as another thing over here, so when you go down there, you can find the sword. Yeah. And everything is, like, pieced together that way. You have to to learn what all of this... You know, not learn the language, but you have to follow the manual to figure out what everything means mm-hmm. um, and kind of decipher it yourself. Because, again, it's like a... It's very much like an isometric... It looks like old-school Hyrule, you know, ocean to the south, mountains to over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In theory, most of the main mechanics and tricks and things like that are available to you right up front. Obviously, if you didn't read the manual, you wouldn't know that, yeah. but they, they, you have the capability of doing any of this stuff right from the, the start. Get-go. So, uh, I mean, there was one I, I had been playing for, like, multiple hours, had quite a few pieces of equipment, and I was unaware that the fox could... Uh, I'm not even going to spoil it, because mm. I want people to play this fucking mm-hmm. game. But there's mm-hmm. a, a thing that you can do mm. from the get-go that unlocks other portions of the map uh-huh. uh, that you can always do. But nothing tells you that mm-hmm. you can do it. Um, it's a good, challenging game. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful little thing. And there is, like, a secret within every little isometric cube mm. when you're wandering around this map... You know, the camera remains at one perspective, but you can... You gotta check every wall, every, every crevice, because mm-hmm. there is a, there's gonna be a shortcut, there's gonna be a secret. Yeah. If you go back and check, like, the map in the manual, the map is complete, mm. but... Uh, or the map is... Um, was made in the past. Mm-hmm. So, so it hasn't been updated. It hasn't been updated. Uh-huh. But you might be able to traverse places that have like collapsed structures underwater mm-hmm. based on the past map. Mm. And it's it's just a fascinating, very unique little it game. Sounds very good. I'll be checking it out thoroughly. when it comes to physical. Yes. A la Cuphead. Of course. Yep. Uh, well, you've, your wish was... Uh, yeah, a little uh, puppet made of pine that I won't buy. But I was like, this is an odd uh, little... Sure coin. you won't. No, no, I'm dead. I can't. I physically can't afford anymore. <laughs> Xenoblade 3, Bayonetta, the collector's editions have bankrupted me. You don't want your stromboli. I would love a little cup, a little cuppet as I revert to uh-huh. um, But I just can't, Dad. The marionette theater is closed. It's moving on yeah. to another town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so that, that's a newish game that I've been playing, mm. but I also went back and played an older one, because mm-hmm. it was on the Switch, and I felt like it, uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, I saw some snaps from you. Uh, very good. Mm. I, I am thoroughly engrossed in it, uh, it, great way to kill time. Here it's, it's a good Digimon game. It is. It's, it's got all the faves in there, mm-hmm. it's got, like, the complicated, like, Digivolution, D-Digivolution mm. tiers and trees that you can mm-hmm. figure out yourself. Um, fairly deep, 
ish battle mechanics, but it has like an auto battle function. So, cool, cool. you know, you don't really have to focus too hard. Like you, you can instead you can place your focus on getting the ones that you want and raising them up. Um, while the auto battle kind of, uh, you know, even if you don't immediately get the type matchups and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it makes everything a lot smoother, but it's, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Mm. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yep. So I, I recommend that one. It's like a, it's like a two in one thing on the switch right now. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Xenoblade forgot to mention it. Just finished chapter four before you came over. Mm-hmm. I'm at like level 62. Mm-hmm. The boss I just faced was level 42 just to give you a. A thing, but still action-packed, and apparently this is the chapter that wrecked people. So mm-hmm. I'm emotionally preparing somewhere down the line for me to get emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they just destroyed a world-ending weapon, and then there was a big reveal that was kind of obvious. We all saw it coming. It doesn't seem like there was that big a twist yet. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm worried if they're going to you know, pull the rug out from under me again this chapter. Because mm. I said I kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. So why are people so... So worked up over chapter five. I don't know. I don't know yet. Well, you're going to find out. Yeah, I'm I'm going to find out. I know, yes. (laughs) I bet you it'll be sad. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, TV, shows, did we mention that? Yes. Do you want me to? Yeah, I have nothing. I have one more thing and that's it. Um, okay, yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, go last with that, because mm-hmm. my TV show, I'm not gonna, I won't, uh, uh kill too much time with mm-hmm. that, but, um, uh, past three weeks, the main shows I've been watching have been Rings of Power, of course. House of the Dragon, yes. and, uh, Andor, uh-huh. the new Star Wars I, one mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Andor has been, as is the case with all Star Wars properties that don't focus on the main thing, uh has been fantastic. Wow. It's got it's got like character drama and like like things that I would not expect to ever happen in a in a Star Wars series. Mm. Uh, cuz I don't think I even talked about it Mm-mm. before uh we went on hiatus. Um but the the first 3 episodes had already premiered by that point and there's all these little and this is going to sound so stupid. There's all these little human things. Mhm that happen that you don't see in any Star Wars media ever. Like, they feel like well-written characters. They're, wow. like, they're realistic. Like, there's, like, drama. The drama is coming from them acting with one another. And it's, like, all these tiny little things that you don't see in this... in in the context of Star Wars ever. Like, Mon Mothma, who is the the woman who goes on to be, like, the head of, uh, the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. she has, like, a five-minute scene in Return of the Jedi, and then more prequel stuff, but, um, like, there's this thing where she she's, like, she's in, like, a, like, a ritzy marriage with her husband, and her husband, like, hates her, like, they, the two of them are, like, this close to, like, you mm-hmm. can tell, or, like, this, they, they can't divorce because of public image, but they really don't like each other mm-hmm. so it's like i did not expect to go into a star wars yeah, thing didn't expect uh, ingmar bergman <laughs> yeah and they're like and they're like in the back of like their like town car being driven home and they're like it's like oh well i i noticed you made a friend with her. It's like well yes that friend helps people so i wouldn't expect you to know about and, oh, and i'm like yeah. like what's this marital strife <laughs> in, in star wars, wars? so uh, 
thoroughly enjoying that. I don't so know, far. Dan. I... Sounds like some people might not like that. <laughs> well, I yeah. I, 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 they're all mad at other things. They, yeah, they're not even... War- this isn't even on their the radar. radar. <laughs> so they're too mad about other things that are okay. happening. So, um, Like Rings of Fire. Yeah, yeah I've, <laughs> I've heard a lot about this show that I've only seen two episodes with you with. It's a goober show. Yeah. It, it, is a, it is a goober show. The dialogue is very on the nose. Um, but I enjoyed it. Mm. It's... Uh, a lot of stuff is not going to mean anything to you unless you have watched, like... Lord of the Rings at the very like I I, mm-hmm. I I mean I think some things are obvious if you went back and um well obvious and in, in, to the extent that if you're like a Tolkien nerd you would recognize certain things coming but then if you if you would the very least went back and watched the movies you would get like a lot of the teases going on mm. because of how this very bizarre rights set up works is they can they can basically reference anything that would have been movie material but not anything beyond that mm. so it's kind of just their own story created in this time span mm. um and that had its season finale uh this past week and i was like i'm like okay i can see how they can get maybe like three seasons out of this i can see where more content could come because there's things are shaping up mm-hmm. but it is a very very goober show yeah it is it is a it, it is not going to win any awards for writing mm. or or anything like that it is it is a a sometimes painfully goober written show but a if very you enjoy expensive that, goober show yes <laughs> uh and, and that that is something to be uh, considered uh, but what surprised me was House of the Dragon. I'm hearing the same around the internet too. Yeah. It's it's got like that political intrigue, like <laughs> the Catan card, yeah, <laughs> that we all know and love. Like the stuff that we liked about early Game of Thrones before everything went to shit was like, yeah. it's here. It's 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 all the drama between these characters, mm-hmm. and there's still like there's still I guess. I can't even because I because I thought about this last night. Mm-hmm. I thought about like like how to recommend this to people who were so put off by how <laughs> Game shit. of Thrones ended. Mm-hmm. And not only is is the writing much stronger and the intrigue and everything is stronger in terms of like you know probably on par with like early Game of Thrones, um, but they they make use of the fact that they're a show and they can edit and the stupid things that late Game of Thrones started doing mm-hmm. were like. Danny can get to one place in an hour mm-hmm. that took characters like seven weeks to travel to pre like they didn't care about time anymore. Mm-hmm. House of the Dragon from the get-go is not concerned about like that. skipping time. So everything logistically is still far away. They're just not dwelling on it. Yeah. They're not they're not dwelling on the fact that like this is over here, this is over here. It's just like the character travels and then the next scene will take place a good chunk of time later. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to, like, why yeah. did that boat ride take yeah. an hour when it's a week that way? So it's like they they make use of editing to, <laughs> wow. to not be stupid. Mm. And that's, like, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. Mm. And it's, everyone's an asshole, kind of, and yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's entertaining. I'll have to binge it when they're all out. Yeah. 
I, I do recommend it. Mm-hmm. But that is all I have. Um, well, before we get into some theater-adjacent news that I'm going to spring on Dan, RIP to one of the queens, Dame Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out our Bed Knobs and Broomsticks episode. You know how much that means to us. She's an icon. She's a legend. Auntie Mame herself. Yes. Angela. And uh, Cabot Cove will never be the same. The murder rate is about to skyrocket without <laughs> her there solving those murders. <laughs> That she might have done. That was always the fan theory. Why are all these murders happening around Angela? Yeah. Hmm. But Dan, you got introduced to... I know people do it in your spheres all the time with your medias and stuff, but you got your first taste of Angeloid Weber in the flesh and how he could spin straw into... (laughs) I don't Um, even know. Shittier straw. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't want to steal a joke from Red Letter Media, so I'm not going to... Like, spin... Spin straw into yarn, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, in the pod currently sitting is an Andrew Lloyd Webber classic that I was meaning to bring up when he did something else dumb. <laughs> so, it's topical if that does get chosen in the, the next couple weeks, but it is in there, and mm-hmm. I will discuss more in detail uh, the person that is Andrew Lloyd Webber then. But uh, he took a flopping musical, isn't very good, He's bringing it stateside because his big his big magnum opus is closing, even though we think the tour production's just going to go in there anyway. Yeah. He's just going to do that and put a, a smaller, cheaper budget, um, you know, version of the same show in a yeah, different I, theater. I think you yeah. partially yeah. explained yeah. that. Yeah, he's the type that has to have a show running since the 80s. So mm. Phantom had no danger of closing. Now he's opening this, or it's in previews, the day before it closes. So yes. he's technically never left the Great White Way that is Broadway. Mm-hmm. He has changed his common adaptation of Cinderella, which he insists is a love letter to all goth children out there. Who wanted a goth Cinderella in their life? I uh, and he has redubbed it bad Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, and what 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 effect does that have? Well, Dan, it's uh, gonna really skew the reviews of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of a. I mean, I'm not gonna say genius because I'm sure it'll blow up in his face somehow. Yeah, but it has thrown a wrench in some critics. But I I could see like the critics are gonna go bad Cinderella is just that. <laughs> End review. Well, in theory, yeah, yeah, but mostly it's uh, when people type in Google "bad Cinderella musical," <laughs> it's already there. Oh it's, my he God. beat you to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's how you, you game just, the system. It's just part of the theater producer. <laughs> I just when when you like clarified that I'm like, there's no way because yeah. then you and that video has been was, around. Yeah, it's of, super cringe. He did like, a press event where the actress spray-painted the letters B and D. Like, this isn't your your grandma's Cinderella. Yeah. Anymore. Like, and what then the that artwork for it, I'm gonna say it here, it looks like a ball sack. It does. It looks like a scrotum. And no one seems to... When I point it out, people are like, it does. And I'm like, yeah. 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 It's very strange. Yeah, it's, very it, strange. And there was a lot of, like, uh, potential casting. It was rumored that Miley Cyrus was going to do a stint in this, that Adele was going to do a stint in this, but I'm sure they, they're they well beyond the price range of yeah, a Broadway I would, theater. I would think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. But we saw how that treated Funny Girl, where Gaga was meant to be offered the role, and she was like, um, I don't have the time and you don't have the money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. more on that in the coming weeks. Of course. Yeah, we haven't heard the last of old ALW. Yeah, I just, I, I was, like, that's like, that's like a cartoon move there. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
It's like a it's like a producer's plot. Yep. I, I I don't. Uh... Well, we, yet again, check out our cats episode for more on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the man behind many. <sighs> uh, well, that's all the news I got. <laughs> uh, I I do believe that that is um most of yeah. I I think hmm. that's I, again in the past two weeks. There's been a lot of stuff. I I mean there's. What the that their Nosferatu announcements? Yeah, without Anya Taylor Joy, but it's fine. We didn't get Harry Styles in it, thank God. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I won't have to worry, darling. Yeah, <laughs> um, I yeah, I think I, I'm not sure what else was announced. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we got we got like that Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, casting. with Michelle Yeoh and uh, Pete Davidson. So That's gonna to, be interesting. You get to see your fave talk to a big uh, Optimus Prime gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's coming. Uh, yeah, well, she's uh, gonna, she'll rock it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 She's down for anything. Uh, thus, everything, everywhere, all at once. But um, we had a tangent. You gave me a few prompts. Oh, okay. It's very brief. Um, I'm not giving you anything today, Dan. They are cooking. Mm-hmm. The forest mons are there. I have a few ideas, but... Uh, since it is an Oron episode, I wanted to address this first. You mm-hmm. gave me an Oron high school prompt, and you won't be getting that today either because my prompt is inspired by something that occurs in these episodes, and I don't want to spoil it. Okay. So next week you will get that and some Forest Mons. Happily, yep. uh, because we, we do have... Uh, uh, I've been working through... Yes, I've been going you have. Back to <laughs> You've been the, sending uh... me art... Because I've been I've been I've been pouring myself into it to combat stress, mm-hmm. and I uh, it's been a good it's been a good yeah. Uh, you haven't had a flop. For that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of lot of older ones. Some from like the very first time I requested prompts that I'm that still haven't been revealed. Mm. Um, so those are coming soon because some of them are almost done. Uh, our next gym leaders are very nearly done. Those mm. I, I tonight I can probably send tonight? for final approval tonight. Um along with a host of others. Really, I've just been... Some ones that already had final ones, I'm just going back and trying to make better. Mm. So I, I want them to be impressive. Um, so, yeah. Like, the, the gym leaders, I went and redid a little bit. And then their signature mons, I'm going to redo. Um, but we're not really on a time frame. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah. you know... And then in the meantime, the little standalone prompts that you give me mm-hmm. can can get content out there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of old ones we haven't gotten to yet, so mm-hmm. I will happily accept many more to yeah. add to that and spreadsheet. We had, a, we had a big news segment, so the tangent will be brief, as yes. we said. Yep, yes. That. Um, yeah, so shall we dive into today's episodes? I, I would say so. Uh, you mentioned hosts. It's time to return to the Warren High School <laughs> host club, Dan. Uh, last time, very simple premise, Haruhi Fujioka stumbles into these bumbling buffoons in the host club at her high school and becomes a host out of debt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there's more of that this week. Uh, like I said, it doesn't get too heavy until the end, but there are moments where you have these characters who are set up as tropes, but are revealed to be something completely different, which I love and I think is an endearing principle of this show. That's mm-hmm. why we're watching. Um, I've mentioned that we're watching this to a lot of people in my circles and certain friend circles, and they've said, oh, I also enjoy that show too. Mm-hmm. So it is universal. I think um, it's a lot broader than I initially expected, along with JoJo. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we're doing these two giants together. Yeah, they make a good, they make a good duo yep. so yeah. yeah yeah well dan are you ready to kiss kiss fall in love again any I'd thoughts so. i mean i mean what do you think the goobers are gonna get up to today <laughs> i don't um, even know well i remember 
Are we skipping the episode? Oh, oh no, no, it's right there. Yeah. It's the, d- the twins <laughs> fight. Fighting. I remember the preview the about the twins fight. fighting. Yeah. Um, well, guess what, Dan? They're gonna fight. And then you kept teasing that something horrible was gonna oh, happen. Oh, yeah, there's one... Mm, I forget if it... No, it might not be this one. I think it's uh, not something horrible, but something that might be on the verge of cancelable today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's this episode or in the next batch. Okay. But uh, to distract you from that, there's gonna be a, a pool episode and a beach episode. <laughs> so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just happy to be back at it. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we put out any PR nightmares. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Well, Dad, if you join the host club, you'll certainly be the average type. <laughs> I'd rather be the vaccine type. Oh my God, not a Digimon reference. <laughs> We're back on Anime Was Not a Mistake, and it's time to play the Guess the Dan Ryan or Jonathan Kwiatkowski game. I bet you can't succeed. <laughs> if he's got a passion for Star Wars, it's not Jonathan Kwiatkowski. <laughs> and, well, if he knows there's an encyclopedia knowledge of uh, no, I don't even know. every play that's from uh, yes to yikes, then it's Jonathan. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Really easy game to play, but, uh, yeah, we just watched four innocent, innocuous, probably haven't aged as good as they could, uh, episodes of Warren High School Host Club. What did you think, Dan? Uh, I thought that five was the funniest yes. of them so far. I, I legitimately, like, that was, like, I kind of guessed that it was coming, mm. but it was still, it was still a pretty funny episode. They're all, they've all been funny. Yeah, they're quirky, they're innocent, they're laying the groundwork for these characters that are gonna build, and since you like the twins, I better reveal it now, they get the most character development out of the whole series. Okay. So okay. if they're your flavor of the week... I hope you enjoy that flavor. Well, I, I could see how that could work, because mm-hmm. there's a lot implied yeah. about them, like, They're, having they also, a sad... I mean, they, they try to give everyone a deep backstory, mm-hmm. but theirs is the most easy to flesh out, I yeah. guess? Yeah. So, overall, fine episodes. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, oh, I enjoy it. I mean, this was uh, nothing... Nothing depressing happened, <laughs> so... Uh, well, I'll wait and some see, cringe happened. Cringe happened, yeah. yeah. Those three episodes... Yeah. Um, well, we'll get to in detail anyway. Uh, anyways, episode five, the twins fight. Yep, that's essentially what happens in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we begin with a flashback of Hikaru Hitachin and Karu Hitachin sitting together on a bench in Oron Academy's elementary school playground. Get used to them sitting in the snow on this bench with that one girl going like... They have their emotional crisis at that moment and it's fleshed out in yeah. future episodes. Uh, the twins are very distant from everyone but themselves. Uh, a young girl asks the twins if they want to help build the snowman... And they ask, can't you tell which one of us is which? And there's no answer. Yeah, and they kind of push it so hard that it scares the girl away. Uh, In the club, in the present, the twins play a game in which all the guests had to identify the twins. Uh, Haruhi thinks it's a dumb game and a weird twin-cess kink at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our relationship is taboo, too. It's more intriguing, so the twins are like, yeah, we have the twin thing going for us. Uh, There's the homosexual thing going for us, and we're related. So we're kind of a triple threat around Mm -hmm. here. And uh, all the patrons are like, yeah, that really... (laughs) That really, I don't know, sets me yeah. aflame. Yeah. So, 
I'm here for that. Uh, Tamaki rushes in and is pissed that the twins didn't take their job of host club, uh, running the host club website seriously. Uh, we get some glossy back shots of Haruhi that they apparently have taken, but uh, no, this was just Photoshop. Yeah, they shot. are just good at that. Uh, did Horon uh, <laughs> predict deepfakes? Me no no, but this is here at least. Well, it is modern enough that shopping was starting at that time, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tamaki wants to see Haruhi in a dress, so do the clients, so they're debating on whether or not to Photoshop them. Uh, And the twins reveal that they treat Haruhi and basically everyone around them as toys. They Mm -hmm. have that, I forget what it's called, but it's a disorder where you think you're the only one currently existing in the world, I think. Well, I, like, I forget what it's well, called. Well, not narcissism, right? Or is it's it, narcissism, but it, it, there's a specific name that I'll have mm-hmm. to look up on the next twin episode, but I, I know where they're going at here. Um, from the adjacent club room, suddenly we're introduced to the king, Nekazawa, of the Black Magic Club. Yes. <laughs> which has a door built into the host club for some apparent reason. That, yeah, so he can give creepy yeah. speeches. Oh, we'll see Nekazawa again. He's All a right, fan good. favorite. Good. Yeah, And uh, with the club's sole member being Nekazawa... He's trying to beckon Haruhi inside. Uh, I'll give you a free cursed doll, Belzenef, and Dan, that was the Pokemon idea for the week. We're going to have a Belzenef. Uh, I can easily do that. Yeah, you already. It's a uh, hand puppet type Pokemon. That's not Shuppet, but. Yeah, you suggested a. A long time ago, you suggested as, as among the dark types, mm. like a, a black cat. Yeah. Uh, we have other black cats coming, so if I do a cursed doll cat, that mm-hmm. actually makes much more sense. Well, I can we easily go. do that. Yeah. yeah. So that was the idea of the week. Uh, Tamaki warns Haruhi that if she hangs out with Nekazawa, she will be cursed. Uh, last year, Tamaki accidentally stepped upon Belzenef. This freaked out Nekazawa, and Tamaki's convinced he was cursed because he was taking his final, and it was an entirely different language. And everyone's like, no, you just walked into the Greek room, yes. and you were an idiot. Then he's like, well, my legs were heavy afterwards. Well, you ran a marathon the day before, so... Mm-hmm. You would have been tired, but Tamaki still won't take that for an answer. He yeah, was he cursed. Takes, he takes black magic seriously. Yes. <laughs> Dark wizards around every corner. Uh, Haruhi doesn't want that to happen. Oh, oh wait. Uh, the twins want to come over to Haruhi's house on their next day off. Haruhi doesn't want that to happen. Uh, and then the twins say, we're going to play the guess which one's Hikaru and Karu. If you lose, the penalty's going to be we're going to come over your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Haruhi actually kind of sees through this and the girls are like well they're so impossible to tell apart how do you know when they're wearing those hats she goes well uh hikaru is more mischievous yeah his voice gives off a mischievous air yeah and uh she doesn't mean to offend at least that's what the subtitles tell us but karu takes this as extremely funny um because that kind of makes hikaru seem more of a dick Mm -hmm. which he kind of is. He does take things a little bit too far when we kind of flesh out the twins a little bit more down the line. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to skew your view of this. Uh, and then Hikaru and Karu with the Dutch angles that are present begin fighting, going, well, like, here's your minute flaws. Like, I may suggest the games, but you go along with it. Yeah. So, you know, there's well, all that going on. Then accusing Hikaru of being in love with uh, Haru despite yeah. that she looks like a tanuki. <laughs> yes. Well, she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no hiding that. Uh, Renge emerges on a rotating stage from below the host room. This is her common trope. As you see going forward, she'll always spin out of the floor. With a power generator yeah. kicking on. Yeah. So yeah, Very Jonathan entrance and exits all the time to give her a little commentary on the episode. Um, Renge is, suggests that this is the perfect plot line because the twins are fighting now. They're going to have something else going for them. It's and a four-way love feud. Yes, yeah. it, it, perfect indeed. Renge was suggested to have feelings for Haruhi, but we don't really see them throughout the rest of the series. 
she says, like, it's fine. We kind of had our conversation. So we don't know if there's any deeper things here that they talked and she knows the secret. Yeah. But it's just implied that that's not really her main thing right now. It's like, are you, or weren't you going to go back to France? Yeah. Like, no, France isn't ready for a host club. So mm-hmm. not yet, at yep. least. Uh, but the twins are over and done with one another, and they want nothing to do with each other. The next day, Hikaru comes in with pink hair and Karu with blue hair. Uh, they fight all day long, throwing furniture and honey around. They can't even get the same lunch in a comedic scene. They order the same thing at this fancy school cafeteria with, like, A through I don't know, Z lunch types. Like pasta A yeah. with like, yeah. uh, like I don't chicken know. dish B, like, yeah. like, like all rich people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Honey tries to get the twins to make up to go happies on some cake, but it's not working because Honey wants to go threesies on it and wants the strawberry for himself. Mm-hmm. And Mori just picks him up and moves away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not working. Haruhi has brought her own box lunch and Tamaki sees this and immediately thinks of the domestic life that he will share. With Haruhi one day if they were married. Yeah, her her preparing a a heart-shaped box lunch every day. (laughs) Uh, Hikaru asks Haruhi to sit with with him at lunch and swap lunches since he ordered everything that he doesn't really like. Haruhi, you know, being a sucker for good food, takes a bite and is instantly transported. And Tamaki's like, well, you can have my lunch. I'm going to trade you, Hikaru, my lunch for Haruhi's box lunch. Mm -hmm. But that's not really gelling um at that point as well then karu comes over and starts feeding haruhi <laughs> and dan asks where are the adults at the school yeah the, well they are nowhere to be seen i was shocked we do get outside it's not yeah. like ed ed nettie rules yeah. we get, we're not like, just <laughs> in the cul-de-sac yeah uh maybe this fight is, oh uh so they're the twins keep on fighting uh, a food fight begins with Hikaru using Tamaki's face as a shield. Uh, Haruhi does, goes to eat somewhere else. Um, at a host club meeting, Kiyoya says that if all this like continues, their profits are going to dip because the twins are a major draw. Yeah. Um, and even though they are fighting, the rest of them kind of see that since grade school, the twins have been in their own private little world, not letting anyone in. So this is the first time that they've ever seen a fight between them. This might be a good thing. Yeah, it might help the two of them, like, grow in different directions if they have to. Mm-hmm. So. And Haruhi thinks if this is their first fight, they might not know when to call it quits. Mm-hmm. Um, so they continue fighting. The uh, The host cup has to close because the shenanigans are still going on. And uh, Karu reveals in a, like, you know, a fit of rage that he purchased a Belzenev curse doll, and he's going to write Hikaru's name on the back of it, dooming him forever. Mm-hmm. And Tamaki's like, don't play with black magic. Haruhi has had enough. She storms in and says, like, you don't do this. You don't bring out these petty little black magic games when you're having a fight with one another. Yes. And if you don't quit, then none of you are coming over to my house, and then we get <laughs> the inside the actor's studio <laughs> moment, which Dan was like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it it shows it on it zooms it on their faces and they it slowly turns into like a like a horrible smirk. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh no. Oh, so you're saying if we yeah. resolve this, we could come over? Yeah. Uh, and Haruhi flips the doll over to find that the word blank is inscribed on Belzenf, mm-hmm. meaning that yes, this was all a game. And Hikaru and Karu both apologize to one another, like I know I was acting, but <laughs> some yeah. of those barbs really stang. <laughs> it was all a ruse to get yeah. invited over Haruhi's house. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, the brothers apologize to one another, and everyone. We were bored. What could? How could you blame us? Uh, the next day, the twins still have their colored hair, but Haruhi notices that the twins swapped colors, so mm-hmm. she's able to see even through this to how the twins really are. And then we get an introspective moment where Karu 
darts eyes at Hikaru, and they both are thinking to themselves, like, you know, before there were only two groups of people, us and the other people. What do we do if someone crosses that line like Haruhi is doing? Yeah. So, you know, there's little things that Haruhi is adding to each of these characters, some more than others, uh, but we're laying the groundwork there, especially with the twins. Yeah, and that's interesting if you bring up that the two of them do seem to have, like, a different, uh, like... (laughs) perspective on the world mm-hmm. that that if that gets fleshed out that little moment will make a little more yeah, yeah. it's interesting I'm, I'm interested i'm interested to see what happens all right episode six the grade school host is the naughty type uh at oran elementary fifth year student shiro takoji uh quits the classical music club uh we get a little bit of a handsy teacher but that's not pl- the plot line no and the teacher is voicing or voicing. he's voiced by the guy who does gendo yeah so <laughs> and they gave yeah. him the scary reflective glasses so mm-hmm. it was it fits uh, Shino just keeps saying he doesn't have much time to be popular with the ladies. He wanders into Oran High School host club in a scene of Haruhi's first journey, like the same style of Haruhi's journey. Mm-hmm. When we get a new character entering the club, it's those same shots entering the music room, climbing the stairs, turning the handle on the rose petals coming out, which mm-hmm. is a nightmare for allergies, but yes, uh, I can only imagine. Uh, the guys in Haruhi are dressed as Arabian royalty in their first of cancelled classic costumes. <laughs> Um, uh, Tamaki is being a ham swooming over being called the host king Uh, then Shiro asks Tamaki to take him on as an apprentice well even with the Arabian world there's no one else actually in there it's just them chilling waiting for people to to open the door there's no there were no customers inside when they were doing that and even like the problematic pieces of this episode is like oh little boy are you lost have you stumbled into my palace like is there age rules here? Or yeah. well, there's no, there's no like supervision anywhere. So yeah. it's <laughs> uh, the patrons of the club admire Ta- Tamaki in his new teacherly role. Shiro is watching close. Uh, not a mermaid, more of a carp to me. So Shiro has a bit of a tongue on him as he lashes out at Tamaki, mm-hmm. trying to mack on some of these girls and commenting on what he sees. Uh, the twins are mocking Tamaki uh, while milking their brotherly love shtick again. Shino is horrified at the insectuousness. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think you mean incestuousness yes. thing, Shiro. Uh, Shiro is also creeped out that Honey is older and yet still acting like a child and hanging out with Mori, who appears much older than him, but they're both in the same grade. Yes. So, voicing some of the audience's concerns nowadays. Well, in Haru, he backs him up that it, like, it takes time to get used to these people, like, you know, in their yeah. quirks, so, like, just, you know, it'll, it'll, you need to be patient. Yeah, and even then, Shino is seeing through Haruhi's disguise, saying that he, this, it, it seems more female, yeah. like, womanly, and accuses Haruhi of being a cross-dresser, or at least asks and every other member of the club is like, oh no, this kid is way sharper than he looks. We mm-hmm. gotta keep his attention off this and fix the problem at hand. Uh, uh, then Shino sees there's this. Uh, Shiro is being a little brat and only adding to Haruhi's tab by like dropping fine china cups. Yeah, a tea set. Yeah. Uh, then the child cage descends <laughs> from the rafters. Yeah. Put no him in ex- isolation. No explanation, but it, it, it is a music room, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Shiro still worrying that he's running out of time, and no one seems to notice what Shiro's saying except for Haruhi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Tamaki tunes into it at the end because he calls him a genius. Yeah. But uh, Kiyoyo explains that the hosts use all their personality types to enhance the variety. Right now, they have a perfect blend, so it's going to be tough finding you, especially since your type, since you're so young, would be the boy Lolita type. But Renge emerges and gives a whole TV tropes. 
definition on the Shota genre. She does, yeah. And how there are different uh, young boy types that girls go for, and Shiro is far more the naughty type. The boy. street tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shota fans everywhere, and we can break down the genre. Um, you have to wear shorts. That's your first thing, so you're all set there. You gotta cover him in bumps and bruises. And fake scars. And fake scars. Now run, recklessly. <laughs> yeah, and then trip, and then fall over, and then, like, do, like, the... Tch. No big deal. Yeah. It was nothing yeah. thing. And while... Is... Yeah, yeah. No, continue. No, no, that... No, common recurring trope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like... while this is working for them in the club, Shiro is like, this isn't going to make her happy. I quit. I need to go figure out this problem on my own. And Haruhi is the only one noticing that, oh, he brought up a she. Maybe it's another girl. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, yes. like, the whole point was he needs to win someone. Like, he wants to win a girl over. Yes. Uh, the whole club sneaks into the Oron Elementary School building. Both Honey and Haruhi are disguised, partly because they look the youngest, and partly just to get Haruhi into a middle school girl outfit. Yeah, and no one's convinced the great yeah, school Well, there's a not... big height difference yeah. there, too. But, yeah, and this was just, like, so the other guys could see Haruhi in a middle school dress. Mm-hmm. Um, they are high schoolers, so it's not as creepy as... <laughs> I, I mean, some things haven't aged well, but yes, it's still there. Uh, the other boys... Uh, so once they get to the school building, it's empty, the classroom is empty, the other boys just barge in, suddenly footsteps, uh, and then Haruhi gives like a cute shh, like, we're incognito now, we can't be found here, and the twins and Tamaki are into that. Not that there would be any consequences, but it would be an yeah, awkward explanation. Yeah, awkward so. explanation, yeah. Um, Kyoya notices the class pictures and sees one with Shiro playing a piano with a girl in the classical music club, so maybe this will give us the backstory we need. Then they look into the music club where the same girl, Hina Kamishiro, offers to teach Shiro a new piece. Shiro is just kind of shy around her and doesn't want to like get involved. Like He cares, but mm-hmm. he kind of is like in the time is fleeting mode right now. There's nothing really I can do at this point. Yeah. Um, that outside Tamaki um, offers a rose to another young girl <laughs> for information on another young girl. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, not the best. Um, but this young girl really blabs the information quickly. Like, you better not fall in love with her because she's moving away to Germany. Her parents got a new job there. Yeah, so then we figure out the time frame. Uh, Shiro needs to, wants, wants to do something or confess before she has to move. Shiro finds them, yells for them to go away, but Tamaki just scoops up Shiro and takes him elsewhere with no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have to go to class or anything, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is nothing you could do to help her with that. Uh, oh, wait, no, Tama- Tamaki is like, well, we thought you were concerned with just pleasing all women, but there's one woman in particular that yeah. you want to please, so we have to focus on the specifics. Luckily for you, this is a music room, and I am a piano protege. Mm-hmm. So I could teach you, you're going to spend your time after school, on breaks, whatever, coming up here in order to learn to impress. And Haruhi's like, why is there a piano here? And everyone's just saying, well, it is a music room. It is a music room. Yeah. Yeah. So there would be a grand piano in there. Um, Shiro thinks of Hina. um, And then I think it's like a week later or a few days later, uh, they invite uh, Hina to this music room in order for a recital from Shiro. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, isn't she like six? (laughs) I, I get it's cute. And yeah. they're not doing anything mm-hmm. malicious, but the optics are a bit... It's like a sitcom plot. Yeah. They're, they're setting yeah. up, like, a uh, recital, so... Yeah. Um, he just liked the company. Tomaki will teach you. Okay, so that whole thing comes. Um, and then, you know, they have this cute moment where they're playing on dual pianos. 
across each other Mm -hmm. as the host club is just like wow we did we did good today (laughs) yeah we did a good thing (laughs) yeah well they yeah they technically they did (laughs) yeah uh shiro still emails her every day and he's becoming a big hit with the ladies in the club and is convinced that he will be the new host king we will only see him in passing Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the common points but we will see some of these characters again multiple times well yeah i figured i mean uh, i mean rene Yep. Renke, Renke, like he keeps coming, mm-hmm. Renke, mm-hmm. like keeps coming, popping back in. So, yeah. uh, Tamaki freaks out, and H- Haruhi's convinced that both of them are spoiled brats, so they were like like each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Tamaki says, "No, I wasn't spoiled, but we know he was kind of spoiled." Yeah, but yeah. as as you promised in the opening, I mean, there is more depth being added yes. to each other. Like like yes. Tamaki gets the mm-hmm. the first uh, the the Fresh Prince pilot episode playing the piano mm-hmm. thing. So he, yeah, we're seeing little like insights into yep. them so episode seven jungle pool sos <laughs> uh in the tropics but wait a second there are no tropics like this in japan this is just an indoors hunger game situation because the boys are all so rich and this is real yeah. like like they were parodying it because like uh kyo uh Kiyoya. Um, Kiyoya's like rich family is, in this universe is responsible for building it but i'm pretty sure it is a real thing. It's like what like we do with the fake ski resort malls yeah. here. It's like a it is like a stadium sized enclosed pool area that simulates the heat and then mm. it has like a tropical island setting on the inside. Yep. So it is real. Yep. But but in this in this case, uh Kiyoya uh Buko Bucks <laughs> yep. family set it up. <laughs> yep, the Odori group owns this. Uh, they kinda kidnapped Haruhi after school to bring them there for a mini vacation. Because, you know, they don't have homework or anything, or no. tests to study for, or they're all so brilliant enough anyway that they don't need to. Uh, the host club was given a special pass before the, the press got out and the public were invited in, mm-hmm. but this is basically like a relaxation place for people who can't afford the tropics, slash an indoor water park, yeah. slash a, like a zoo. <laughs> Yeah, like a like a like an ecological preserve because there's like all genuine animals from those biomes precariously stored inside this place, yeah. as we'll see. And we see that I mean, this is a Mori episode, even though he doesn't get a lot or much. It is technically it's yeah. Mori and Honey. Um, don't get used to seeing Mori. I feel like he's criminally underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he does get a few moments, but not many in this series. Well, that wouldn't be the first anime we've watched where the strong, silent one yeah. is the one that where we... Yeah, our we favorite and then not given anything. Yeah. Maybe that's an anime trope, Dan. Yeah. Sadly for us. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but Moria's off exploring alone. Before Haruhi can talk with him, she recalls being forced into a swimsuit by the twins' twin maids. So the mm-hmm. twins have a twin maid. Their mother's a fashion designer uh, specializing in bathing suits. Okay. Um, or fashion in general, but we see a lot of bathing suits that they're like, oh, we gave... Our mother gave us these from her private collection. Okay, so those are the twins' maids. Yeah, okay, yeah the... who are also twins. Okay, and okay. they're just there because they're. Yeah. Don't expect anything more from them. Uh, Tamaki perves out. Uh, there's nothing more than a couple of strings. Like, we hear through the door of, like, the the twin maids trying to get Haruhi to try on all these different exotic designs. And Haruhi settles on a 1920s bathing costume. <laughs> yeah. That, with the, with the cap and yeah. everything, so. <laughs> uh, but Tamaki gives her a hoodie to wear instead, and we get more twin banana peels. Yeah. That will be the crux of this episode. Uh, Haruhi is our Lazy Bones heroine, uh, a plastic pool explaining how commoners live, and they're like, no, that's not a pool, Haruhi. That's a boat. Uh, yeah, Tamaki <laughs> so, says, no, she says it's a pool, it's a pool, like... <laughs> 
Uh, that's an inflatable boat, you dummies. Uh, play along with her ignorance. Uh, why did you make Haruhi put on the hoodie, Tamaki? Uh, he doesn't want anyone to see her. Must be a jealous pervert. Haruhi hears this, and Honey asks for her to swim in the current pool with him. Honey can swim. Uh, still, Well, he can swim, but he still uses an inflatable tube. To play into his image. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, a bunny inner, inner tube. Yeah. Suddenly, Range dressed as Kwon Kisaragi from... Ron Zifon? I don't know. I, I yeah, it's, to... it's it's Ra Zifon or Ron Zifon, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find this, but I, I did research. Apparently I did found it. Uh, emerges and on another motorized platform, even here, it feels like this rig is following us wherever we go. Yeah, it opens the, the cabana thing. Yeah, and it's okay for Renge to be dressed in this scampy thing because it's cosplay, so... Yeah, she's she's dressed in, like, just a two-piece <laughs> with, with a, a, tattoo a, and a marker-drawn yeah. tattoo, and it's like, oh no, I'm cosplaying that character, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, which I think is some... It's kind of like some commentary on cosplay in general, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, which is a little bit witty. Um, Renge says that Honey has hidden motives. Kiyoya agrees. Honey was threatened in the last episode, so he's taking action to keep up, like, his thing as the boy Lolita <laughs> type. So, like, replace I in that sentence. I look cute instead of this makes me look cuter. Mm-hmm. So it's telling them who Top Dog is. Yeah. And Honey, even though he appears a boy, is actually very smart mm-hmm. in this. He's doing it for reasons. Uh, that they do not know. Uh, the twins versus Tamaki in a water gun fight. Mori gets a drink from Haruhi. As the water battle continues, Tamaki slips on a banana peel and hits the control for the current pool, causing a tidal wave, washing Honey away. Which, as you pointed out, is a tiki that is in the middle of a cyber, uh, a cyborg 009 robot control panel that, yeah. that, you know, you hit it and then everything goes crazy. Out of whack. It's a very bad position for it to be in. Uh, easily knocked into. Uh, but Honey is whisked away, and as the gang goes to run after him, they're stopped by actual alligators that are just roaming free throughout the enclosure. Yep. Uh, the alligators are running wild, part of the exotic animals, and we have to trek to the switch through the jungle setting. Uh, who knows why we might be out there, because there are a lot of things currently under development. But Kiyoya's like, wow, maybe we shouldn't have that switch over there and these alligators running rampant. Good data. To bring the research committee. Yeah, yeah. And so it's funny, but we also don't know if the if the alligators were contained, but then it was like a Jurassic Park thing where the pool controls freed them, so... Yeah. Uh, Kiyoya is unsure that if his family used other real animals, but he does know that they strive for authenticity, so he wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Mori is worried and spacing out, uh, scheduled tropical squall, and the group camps out in a bungalow gazebo situation mm-hmm. as they talk in the rain. Um, Haruhi asks Mori if he and Honey are close, and it's revealed that these two are cousins that have the trope of servant and master going down through the generations, where Mori's family has served Honey's for for decades until, like, two decades ago. And it's it, it would be implied that it's, like, body, like, it was, like, a lord and a bodyguard, yeah, bodyguard. situation, mm-hmm. and then, but then they became cousins through marriage, and yeah. that... Even though that arrangement dissolved, it's still there's still echoes yeah. of it. The twins think this is a beautiful story, but Haruhi's like, I wouldn't call it beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's a little antiquated for now. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that it stops. And they do... I wish they would do more because Mori is always like the lab dog, the servant. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his thing. It would have been... I think there was room to play around with it a bit more there, too. It, I mean, it, that's it happens. I... It happens like one other minute time in the series, I think. Well, because that's what I would assume would yeah. happen. That's where I would assume they would go with it. But if 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you do want that yeah. just to just to reaffirm that he's his own person. Yeah. But but Haruhi sees that Mori clearly cares for Honey. Uh, she comforts Mori, and Mori thanks her. Kiyoya gets a call. Mori smells Honey using his natural instincts, <laughs> which are sharpened in this forest setting. And both him and Haruhi head off, following Mori's natural instincts. Uh, Haruhi, let me carry you. And this is the first time and the only time Haruhi might show actual attraction to one of the hosts so far when big man pick her up <laughs> yeah well to avoid the snakes yeah there's snakes and swamps so he he picks her up and she's she seems flustered yeah. so uh kiyoyo's family is sending a private search and rescue team uh with guns <laughs> yeah well they're like they're like shock troops with like uh like all matching cyberpunk helmets and they're like shoot to kill any suspicious yeah. persons that we encounter like literally shoot these children <laughs> Uh, because Kiyoya Forgets did not, yeah, like like didn't uh, explain that he had friends there. Yep. So, in the manga version of Jungle Pool SOS, the Special Operation Rescue Force consists of camouflage green berets. However, in the anime episode, the Special Operation Rescue Force is the Black Onion Squad, the Odori's family's 100 private. Uh, police force, a hundred-member private police force. Uh, the Special Operation Rescue Force bears a striking resemblance to the ODSTs from the Halo franchise. Oh yeah, <laughs> though this could simply be coincidental, according to the wiki. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then Kiyoya's thinking elsewhere as these two are being surrounded. Like, gee, I should have really told them that other guests were visiting here. Well, yeah, because the 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 troopers come across them and they're like, oh, it's a small <laughs> yeah, boy and a, a, a large a, stranger. <laughs> so we gotta uh, shoot the uh, uh, shoot to kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Honey swings into the fray, and both Mori and he fight the soldiers. Honey is a master of martial arts. Uh, the other hosts arrive and are surprised that the troops are still actually alive. Uh, that's not Honey's style. He would have just killed them in a normal circumstance, mm -hmm. is what's insinuated. Like, he went easy on them. Uh, and then Honey's family trains police forces and military troops all over the world in self-defense. Honey has been called the Dreadnought Master of Karate and Judo, and Mori is a national kendo champion. Mm -hmm. So, more depth to them, too. Yes. And Honey's will be explored more than Mori's, but eh. I didn't make the show. Uh, the troops apologize. Uh, Honey is really deep, huh? And like they're like, oh, well, I train at this dojo. It's an honor to have my ass kicked by you. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to tell. Like, you do us the service of training us now, Honey. Yes. Um, uh, and, you know, Honey is way deeper than he seems. Honey pats Mori. Mori is nonplussed, but, but happy. That's kind of my favorite moment of the episode because you don't know if he's being ironic with it. It's like, you must have missed me, huh? And he's like, yeah, I guess. Oh, he's like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> uh, honey has been found. Maybe we should go to the beach next. And Haruhi says that would be nice. And that's where they're going next. Yeah. I guess we're getting a double dose of beach-themed episodes. Which is funny in its own way, because yeah. it's not usually done. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, episode 8, the final episode of today, The Sun, The Sea, and The Host Club. Flashback to the previous episode with the twins trying to get Haruhi in a revealing swimsuit. Uh, we get more Utsuna mannequin references as, like, the mannequins have consumed the host room. Mm -hmm. With each of them, like, talking to a different style bathing suit mannequin. Mm -hmm. So more Utsuna parallels there. Uh, the ruffles will hide that <laughs> she's flat as a board. <laughs> Um, Tomaki says the beach is a great idea. Why not? We don't have school or anything. Uh, the host club travels to Kiyoya's family's private beach in Okinawa. In the manga, the Nekozawa family, i.e. the host club's creepy neighbor, owns the beach. Uh, and each member is represented by a different, uh, lion statue. Okay. That are flashing on the screen. So it's a different themed one. Like, Tomaki's has, it looks dopey and has a fish in his mouth. The twins are twin ones. Uh, Mori's, oh. like, the fierce one. Okay, yeah. okay. And I think Kiyoya's has glasses, and then Honey's, like, the cute one. Okay. 
Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, hmm. that, the series does that a little bit uh, with uh, roses later on too. Uh, Haruhi probably doesn't have a passport, so we got to keep it in the country. So let's go to Okinawa instead. Uh, the host. Well, yep. And and it was it's the uh, it's the it's the same. It's like. Because uh, a big part of uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is mm-hmm. Okinawa in those temples with the Shisha statues. Mm-hmm. So this is little, another little parallel we have. So. Yeah. Uh, the host club has extended its services to the beach. Tamaki books a long line of clients, not really taking a day off. Uh, Haruhi look, likes looking at the sea from a safe difference, and Haruhi is still really hitting it off by being just an introvert. Being like, yo, well you're in the swimsuits already, you'd look so good playing in the water over there. I'm just going to sit over here. Mm-hmm. And the girls were like, oh, an average. I, I kind of <laughs> like this too. Uh, Kiyoya did this as a business practice. Like, even though it's framed as taking a vacation, they still want to make that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamaki plans an imaginary mer- moment with Haruhi later in the sunset. We get like the inner film of Tamaki's mind where the bars enclose around the screen. And it's just like, gee, the sunset said beautiful. Not as beautiful as you, though. Yeah. Uh, very overdramatic. Um, uh, Haru-chan want to go hellfish shunting with me and it turns out from the last episode the Kiyoya's private bodyguards are just loading the beach with different crustaceans and shells for ho- honey to find. Yeah, probably all invasive species but they, yeah. yeah they're loading the beach up to make honey happy. Yeah. So. Um, all the girls are afraid of bugs. Uh, well no Haruhi's happy because she's just happy to eat crab and says it's a major haul and everyone finds this cute. Mm-hmm. Suddenly a centipede appears on one of the crabs. Haruhi just picks it up and throws it away and everyone's like oh Haruhi you big strong man. Not afraid of bugs. Yeah. That's very ungirl like of you I guess. <laughs> Um, but it makes everyone swoon. Um, it, it's, but then they, they, they are curious, like, what is Haruhi afraid, afraid of? of? Let's find Haruhi's weakness. Mm-hmm. And let's all do different things. Is this problematic, Dan, I ask you? Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. I I feel like if it if, if the episode doesn't take the turns that it does, like, if it was just like, oh, we're going oh, to try to figure out... Oh, there's a problematic out, moment in the episode. Yeah, there yeah. is. If it, if it wasn't for that, and it's just like you're trying to figure out what a character is like... But Haruhi is also not the kind of character that would initiate that. Like, mm-hmm. I could see in a cartoon, like, a character insists that they're not afraid of anything, and then the episode is dedicated oh, to, like... That'll happen. It was like a total Drama Island episode. Well, we have that. a Halloween episode uh, near the end of the series that does just that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it, that trope will be covered, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is problematic here. <laughs> yeah. uh, they all go along with it, and Kiyoya, another problem, is offering candid shots of Haruhi outside the host club as a reward. So he just took those pictures of her, I guess. Well, he has his sources. Yeah. So. And, the, and we'll learn about those sources next episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the game starts. It may be closer to the family than you may think and get a little, <laughs> little awkward. Uh, the gang goes to a haunted cave, only definable at low tide. Many people have died down there. Haruhi isn't scared in the slightest because she's never seen a real ghost when the twins come out as spooks and skeletons. And, and Tamaki does the skeleton hand. Yeah. Uh, Honey tries to see if Haruhi is claustrophobic, but Honey is instead by mm-hmm. locking himself in the, the police force's private van. Yes. Uh, wants to be let out. Mori points a sharp spear at Haruhi, and she goes, you're my senpai, not my sentai. sentai. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, they were dead silent in the room, but Den thought it was funny. Uh, Tamaki finds some rat snakes in a bucket. <laughs> Uh, there's no rat snakes in Okinawa. Those are habu snakes. They're actually quite poisonous. And, and I these, like the, yeah. yeah, these snakes are drawn so derpy. Yeah, they're drawn very cute, and they're, like, looking out of the bucket and reacting with yeah. Tamaki the whole time, so yeah. And then some girls, uh, who are invited climb on some high rocks, and, uh, they invite, uh, 
um, Haruhi up, and they're accosted by some drunk outside characters, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some locals, Haruhi throws some urchins at the street tufts, uh, the twins run away from Tamaki as the rat snakes are actually poisonous hapu snakes, and Tamaki's like, what do I do with them? (laughs) That's our comedic relief for the moment, but the girls try to warn the boys about Haruhi. Haruhi is thrown over the side of this precipice, and Tamaki dives after her with some Kingdom Hearts music playing in the background. It was. Yeah. Uh, she can't swim well, she can swim, but I think that comes up again that she can't swim. I forget. So, I mean... It would make sense if she... I mean, the optics are very weird in this because it's like Tamaki had to be there to save her, but not there to save her. Well, as you pointed out when we were watching, like, the whole moral of the episode is kind of strange. Like, it needed to be... It needed to be focused on a little... In, like, like a a sweeter group friendship manner mm-hmm. instead of, like, you need someone to save you. Yeah. It, instead, it was... Because what it's supposed to be is, like, they're all worried about her, mm-hmm. and they're, like, jokingly asking for apologies yeah. because they were worried. But the episode frames it like she she did step out of bounds by doing that. Yeah. So I, it, it, it's strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamaki's shorts say father. I just thought you should know that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, the rest of the gang kick the boys out and tell uh, and Tamaki yells at Haruhi for doing more than a girl should. Not framed well. Uh, not speaking to Haruhi till she admits she is wrong. Um, and Haruhi's like, "Well, I didn't really do anything. I was the one that was there. I had to act. So mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't just going to sit back and do that. And I already feel awkward enough that you had to come dive in and save me because I could have taken care of myself. It's mm-hmm. what I do. So neither one of them is wrong and neither one of them is right. It's just handled." Not the best. Yes. Um, The boys are staying at one of Kiyoya's private estates. It's gloomy inside and outside. Haruhi arrives choosing to wear grandma's nightie, (laughs) which her dad has packed for her. That'll come up, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's going to come up next episode, I believe. Or no, next series of episodes, I think we're going to meet Haruhi's dad. And see what kind of character he is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Haruhi arrives to dinner. Tamaki's moping. Uh, pack the nighty. <laughs> a cute dress, which is against her normal style. Yes. Um, dinner is awkward and quiet. Crabs are stuffed with meat. Like, these crabs are plump and juicy. Uh, and Haruhi says they're incrabable. Yep. And another... <laughs> uh, she's kind of like being passive-aggressive with each crab snap, eating way more crab than she should, saying, like, oh, do you hear a voice? I thought you weren't talking to me. Like, what's wrong, Tamaki? Yeah. Tamaki's like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to bed. I'm tired of this. And then as soon as he leaves Haru, he's like, ooh, was I uh, going a bit too hard there? But I don't see how I was wrong. And then the twins and Honey are like, hmm... Like, we care about you. We didn't... Yeah, that's what they're getting at. Yeah. They're like, oh, we, we care about... Yeah, like, we're, yeah. we're upset because we care about you and we didn't want you getting hurt. Um, But it we don't quite get that moment with all of them. Yeah. Like, revealing that and understanding it, it mm-hmm. just kind of goes into the next thing. Yeah. Uh, so, after all that crab, Haruhi eats way too much and her stomach is upset. She goes to a random room to throw up. And she ran to Kiyoya's room instead, who's sitting off. <laughs> this beanpole was sitting there shirtless, I have written down. Mm-hmm. Just chilling in his room. And Kiyoya says, like, well, she, she's like, everyone was worried about me. Kiyoya's like, I wasn't that worried about you. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. So we get this darker side of Kiyoya. Uh, and he's like, well, I had to clean up this whole mess. 
it was already expensive to begin with. And we all have that one friend that's like, you know, I had to send flowers. Mm -hmm. I had to brush all this over. So it was really creating more work from me. Mm -hmm. In this this little stunt that you pulled. And then he's like, well, you know, you're going to have to pay me back. You'll always feel free to pay me back with your body. Dims the lights and then we get like this real rapey vibe going on here. Which it's framed that way yeah. for a particular reason. But in the moment it's like, oh, are we taking a dark turn here? Yeah, and I, I couldn't... Because I don't know enough about yeah. the series to not know that like nothing bad does happen but mm -hmm. yeah it was it was it was surprising yeah but haruhi she kind of plays this off deadpan she's like well i could see that you wouldn't do that to me because there's nothing in it for you yeah it's an interesting little it, like she's it's, like there are moments there are moments it, because she, she does that she can read people very well like and she's yeah. calm under pressure like and and it's like and even i think kiyoya comments on that later it's yeah. it's not even that she's like oh you're you're too nice and good of a friend to do something mm -hmm. like this. It's there's no calculated benefit to you doing mm -hmm. it. So and we'll you have see no more of that. To. We'll yeah. see that again too. Um, so she's laying those breadcrumbs. As I said, he's just posing as a bad guy in order to teach me a lesson about this. Like this could happen to you. Like you assumed that you were safe, but mm -hmm. someone could take advantage of you really easy. So you just got to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And they get to talking. Of course, they're on the bed. They're both kind of semi-nude or in their their uh, their pajamas. And Tamaki walks in looking for sunscreen. You have that lotion in here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kiyoya slams it in his face and is like, we weren't doing anything, you idiot. Just, you know, don't be an idiot mm -hmm. about this. Um so he leaves, leaving Tamaki and Haruhi alone. Thunder rolls in and Haruhi reveals that her biggest fear is thunder and lightning. Remember this later. Mm -hmm. Remember this later. Of course. <laughs> it plays an important role in, a, in an episode coming up later down the line. Uh, Haruhi hides in a fetal position in a wardrobe, locking herself in. Haruhi is revealed to always be by herself because her dad works nights. And she's a latchkey kid. And this is how she copes with being alone. And then Tamaki's like, oh... That's why you don't ask for help, because you never did. Mm -hmm. You couldn't ask for help. Yeah. So we're here now to support you for that. And he throws a blanket over her, and he's just going to be like, oh, um, we're here now to like help each other out. Yeah, you don't have to face things alone. Yep. Uh, Tamaki and Haruhi are alone, and the other boys go looking for them and find that Tamaki has blindfolded and earplugged Haruhi, and it's not a kinky game. Even yeah. though it seems like a kinky game. Well, you can't hear anything with those earplugs, can you? And you won't be able to see what's going oh, on either. Oh, wow. so. yeah. And then the next day, the twins are like, well, I didn't know we could take Tamaki or the boss to be an S&M pervert. And then Harley <laughs> delivers the Charlie Brown line, well, now I know what S&M is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. And then Tamaki runs off after the car that leave on the way home. And mm -hmm. our series of episodes have come to an end. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy and appreciative that you're noticing, even in the slower paced episodes, that there are little things mm -hmm. that they do here that are, you know, Certainly. interesting in anime. Certainly. There's like a lot of like, you told me to be like aware mm -hmm. and, and I, I'm trying to pick up on like the little, Nuance, little tiny yep. things that even if they're not in the spotlight, they... Because everything comes back. Yep. It seems like everything's coming back so far, so mm -hmm. I'm interested. Yep, so before we end, ranking the club members. We're going to do this at the end of every episode. If I believe you said Tamaki was your top and Honey was the bottom last mm -hmm. time. <laughs> Not in that way, but the top of the list, bottom of the list. Well, based on this set, I find that 
the the twins were the funniest and the most entertaining, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna put them on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiyoya mm-hmm. is more interesting mm-hmm. because I think something's going on with him that oh, I'm assuming we're gonna get going developed. There, yeah. So in that sense, I'm interested to see what happens with him. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll put him second. Tamaki mm-hmm. is showing depth. Mm-hmm. Third, so he Haruhi, how to play the piano. Yep. and then uh, and then Mori, and then Honey, probably. Wow, so. still Honey at the bottom. <laughs> he revealed he was deeper than he thought, Dan. Apparently not to you. Oh, maybe that'll change in a future episode, but I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Well, with that, uh, our episode has come to an end, and uh, even though we just got back from a hiatus, <laughs> here next week we're going back to Sinister Six Land just in time for Halloween, so we've got some spooky picks for you. Yeah, I would be uh, excitedly teasing uh, JoJo's Bizarre Bizarre Adventure Adventure. Battle Tendency, but... But but no. (laughs) However... Uh, you we're know, not it's that time. We're, 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 we're contractually obligated, Dan. We have to have. We have to of honor course. the dates. But it does work, as you said. Yeah. I'm gonna try to keep it loosely Halloween oh, themed. So one of mine is vaguely not. I think mine's on Halloween week, but um, one of mine is vaguely not Halloween. But there's a two out of three chance, and they can mm-hmm. all kind of fit. So I'm fine with any of my three choices being selected. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before we go, anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis, where I'll be putting all the artwork based on the prompts that we talk about, uh, and as well as some other stuff I got trying to cook up. Um, you know, and then our Anime Was Not a Mistake Facebook page, mm. of course. And you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read on Twitter and the TikTok. Um, and you can follow my other podcasts being, uh, Drink and Read, is that one of them? And then Nightcaps at the Theater, maybe yes. coming back. Matt is always saying it. I say it too much. And one week it'll be true, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I, I have the stuff ready to go whenever yeah. it goes. Of course. Yep. Uh, so spooky, spookiness insured. Well, spookiness insured. Yeah. Uh, but I should note that 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 uh, spookiness is one layer next week, but there will be a, a recurring layer. Uh, mm. Is you? Um, I have stumbled my way into some okay, uh, you know, picks. Yeah. Like the the way you know, I've randomly selected a few movies, mm-hmm. and then they end up being gems. Yeah. Supergirl. Was we always one of have my... two hour long discussions on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, but uh, again, to try to, to, to try to reinstate the spirit of Sinister Six, um, in this, in this war of ours, yeah. uh, in this, uh, in this, in this heated, uh, atmosphere that is this podcast, <laughs> I cannot compete with you uh, in the, <laughs> in the, uh, five hour long epic schlock oh, no. category. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's like a multi-million dollar budget, Mm -hmm. uh, period piece nonsense that Mm -hmm. is just mind-numbing. So I have to go the other way. Oh, boy. I'm gonna be looking for the cheapest shit I can find. (laughs) And I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna scrape even (laughs) deeper into the bottom of that barrel, and that will be my, uh, that will be my retaliation for the movies that uh, I have had to watch so far. Well, so. you know, things are going to get nasty on this podcast then, huh? We're playing dirty now, eh? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so keep an eye out for that. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out for ghosts. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake?
While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our Weeb Horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.